Hey friends, welcome back to episode 101 of the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. We are in triple digits, baby. Isn't that crazy? The show has been alive for a little over a year, about a year and three months. And I am so, so grateful. Monday was actually our hundredth episode and we kicked it off with telling you how to become an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online with all the jaw-dropping details of high ticket powerhouses. This is my 18-week group coaching program. We're kicking off January 23rd, so just a few weeks away. And if you haven't yet scheduled your call with me to see if this program is a good fit, you need to do it because call times are extremely limited. Here's the dealio. I am out of town and will not be back in my office until January 9th. So you need to go into the show notes, click my calendar link, and when it pops up, you need to get on my first available call time for when I get back. So you're going to click the link and you're like, Kimmy, there's no availability until like for like several weeks. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why you need to be sure that you're going to get on my books for the week that I come home. Because here's the thing, the second, the second that I come home, I'm going to have clients booking calls with me. I'm going to have time blocked off to create content for you. I'm going to have potential clients booking calls with me. It's going to be a whirlwind. So when you go click that link and you check and you see an open call time, take it because it may not be there the second time you check. All right. And you do not want to miss out on this program because it has guaranteed results. So go back and listen to Monday's episode for all the jaw dropping details of that program and click to book a call with me down in the show notes. Now today, today's episode, I have to acknowledge the tenderness of this conversation. And when I read off the title of this episode, you're going to understand instantly why. Today, we are doing a Bible study breakdown episode inside of the book of Daniel. And I was just like preparing for this episode and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Because I was just, I was, I was studying the book and I was like, what in the world, what is this topic going to be? And the topic that the Lord brought to me was this three tips to stand firm in your biblical beliefs as a Christian entrepreneur when the world is going the opposite way. I know that you know that the world has been turned upside down as we know it. Now, let's also acknowledge that there's no new things happening under the sun. That is also in biblical scripture. But it seems as though in the last three years, there has been an acceleration of sin and darkness in the world. And when you are an online specifically online and you're an online entrepreneur and you're constantly exposed to the media, it can be so hard to see all of this darkness and sin and not allow it to affect us. And even more so, it can be hard to stand firm in our biblical beliefs when it seems like everybody else is going another way. So today, we're going to talk about that three tips to stand firm in your biblical beliefs as a Christian entrepreneur when the world is going the opposite way. A Bible study breakdown episode, friend, in the book of Daniel. So be sure to grab your Bible. Ooh, one more thing. I wanted to mention, this is probably not the episode to have your littles in earshot. Now we're going to discuss things in as graceful and as eloquent of a way as possible. But at the end of the day, friend, 
I'm going to talk about some things that you just may not be ready to open up that conversation yet with your kids. So that being said, if your littles are in earshot, this is your chance to just go ahead and hit pause, choose a different episode. And if it is only you listening, then please feel free to go ahead and continue listening. But wanted to put that little disclaimer there in the beginning, because I know this is the Bible's babies and business podcast. All right, let's get to it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 a month in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. So the other night, Lucas and I were getting on to our Apple TV and we were going to Disney Plus because we were going to watch the Santa, the, the new Santa Claus. It's actually a Santa Claus TV show. So you know the classic movie with Tim Allen? Fun fact, Tim Allen is actually a very distant cousin of mine. Like so distant that he doesn't know that I exist, but I'm very well aware that he exists. <laughs> It makes me feel special to be like, yes, I am a very distant cousin of Tim Allen who plays Santa Claus. It's fun. And so Luke and I were going to watch the like television show on Disney Plus with Tim Allen on the Santa Claus. There was the classic like three Santa Claus movies. And then the fourth is actually a TV show. And so we were getting onto Disney Plus and on my particular profile, all of a sudden Disney Plus interrupted our search through their app and it said, Hey, you know, we need more information on your profile. So, you know, you have like a profile on your Disney plus app and you know, you get to pick your character. Mine is Ariel because that's my favorite princess. And they said, we needed more information on you. 
And so I was like, well, okay, whatever. And the information that they needed, you know, some of it was like, you know, birthday. But then there was a question that was asking me about my gender. And I knew, I knew that this was going to be interesting because Disney, like, it's no surprise that Disney has been very forthcoming with their views on gender recently. And so when they're asking me about my gender, I thought, well, first of all, did the aerial icon not tell you enough? But whatever, I'll answer the question. And there were four answers that I could have chosen when Disney was asking me about my gender. And it was female, male, non-binary, and prefer not to say. And this sparked a very brief conversation dialogue between Lucas and I. And it wasn't this long ongoing conversation, but it was just more like just commentary between us of Lucas and I just vaguely discussing how it is possible that maybe our children would not ever go to Disney World. That that would might be a decision that we end up someday making that we would not expose our children to the world of Disney that was so fun for me to get to travel to and Lucas traveled to and I've, you know, done family trips there and I was just there in 2021. And so first of all, don't come for me if like seven years from now, I'm posting a trip of me and my family in Disney World. Like we haven't made the ultimate decision, but it was just, it was something that had to come up in discussion because when there's a question about gender and there's four options, that is very much against biblical scripture. Okay, let's just call it what it is. And it, and it warranted a conversation. And I don't know about you, but it kind of feels like the world is getting darker and darker. And, you know, it also says that in scripture that there's no new things happening under the sun. Okay, I believe Solomon said that. And also, we know that each passing day, we are getting closer and closer to the end times. Now, some people have different thought processes as when that's going to happen versus others, but we know just like every passing day is a day closer. And that's very evident in the behavior of the people of this world. I mean, we have people promoting the murder of unborn babies, which is particularly upsetting to myself because I am a hopeful adoptive mother. I was pro-life way before this adoption journey kicked off, but I am even more so pro-life now. We have people identifying as various types of genders beyond male and female. We have censorship that's happening on social media. And like just recently, there was news that has come out that that Twitter was really censoring uh, conservative content. Um, I think a couple years ago, maybe during the or, or prior to Elon Musk um, having ownership. Just the other day, the CEO of Instagram announced that you can now actually check the quote unquote account status of your profile to see if you have violated any of their policies. And if you qualify to go viral, that's hilarious. Um, there have been mandates on pokey things that go in your arm and just overall madness. Okay. Now I promise you, this is not a doom and gloom episode. <laughs> I just needed to set the stage for you for the two Bible stories that we're going to walk into. And then the biblical principles that we're going to glean from this. Because again, today's episode is 
how do we actually stand firm in our biblical beliefs as Christian entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs? We're constantly exposed to this media that, that is very anti-biblical. How do we stand firm during those times? And so there's actually, we're, we're in the book of Daniel, but there's two different stories, very brief, short stories that I'm going to read to you in the book of Daniel. And you're very quickly going to understand why. The first one is Daniel chapter three, starting in at verse 19. I'm going to read these 11 verses to you. We're going to talk about it. And then I have one more. And then we're going to dive deep into the three tips to stand firm in your biblical beliefs. So open up your Bible to Daniel chapter three, verse 19. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he'd ordered some of the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Now, a little context here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down to an idol, a false god. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar was furious. Okay, so starting back in it, verse 21. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed, claimed, exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. These names, people, these names. Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Turning my page. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Now, before we dive into the principles that we're going to glean from this passage, there's one more story I'm going to read to you from the book of Daniel, and it starts in Daniel chapter 6. Darius, the Medi, decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. 
The king also chose Daniel and two others as, as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. You see where this is going, okay? And now, your majesty, issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed, an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. Little side note here, be careful who is advising you, okay? Many people in the Bible, Darius is not the only one, have gotten themselves into trouble because of bad advice. So just a little side note there. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual. Okay, so he has a habit of this, a habit of kneeling down in prayer, as usual in his upstairs room. With, his win with its windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. He had a heart of gratitude. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking God for help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told, they told the king, that man, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. He tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. Love that. I underlined that. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den, hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? I thought that was so interesting. I made a little mark, uh, note here about Mark 9.22 because it reminded me of when the man was asking the was asking Jesus um, if he could if Jesus could could 
heal his son who was demon possessed. And he was like, Jesus, save him if you can. And Jesus is like, what do you mean if I can? I just thought that was a very interesting correlation. Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so they would not hurt me for I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Now, you may be thinking, Cammie, you just, you, that was kind of a long time reading. I promise every single thing that I just read has purpose and we're going to talk about it right now. Three tips to stand firm in your biblical beliefs as a Christian online entrepreneur when the world is going the opposite way. Number one, don't go looking for a fight. But when it does come, and it will, because the world will confront you about the fact that your biblical beliefs do not conform to their patterns. So when that fight does come, don't budge on your conviction. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, and also Jesus flipped tables. The Bible warns about people who stir up division, and it also says, don't conform to this world, which means that there will be a definite divide because there will be the way that believers are living and then the way that the rest of the world is living. And again, the word also says, if the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. So, so which is it? Like, are we supposed to be the peacemakers or are we supposed to stand up and, 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 and when, when the world is going the opposite way? And my answer to that is both. Just like, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, there is a time and season for everything. There is going to be a time to be quiet, to keep your mouth shut, to not stir up trouble. And there will be a time to speak and make a stand and a bold stand. What I would encourage you to do, friend, is to ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment so that you know when is it time to speak and when is it time to be quiet? Because there is a difference between being a leader for change, for the glory of heaven, and looking for drama. And unfortunately, there are times where Christians, and my heart says that they are maybe well-meaning, like, and, and when I say this, you're going to know, like, you're, you will have seen this as well. There are people specifically on social media that are believers, that have biblical conservative values, that are saying things that line up with the word of God. But the way in which they're saying it is stirring up so much. It, it's almost like 
they're intentionally trying to stir up drama. They're intentionally trying to poke a bear. They're intentionally trying to stir a fight. And now what they're standing for, it's biblical, but the way that they're delivering a message doesn't have any ounce or trace of love in it. And Jesus himself said that we are supposed to speak in love, that like we're supposed to deliver the truth in love love. And sometimes I heard pastor Michael Todd say this, that there are people out there that are just speaking truth without no love and they're missing it. Yes, you're speaking truth, but you're not doing it in love. The key is to do both. So do not go looking for a fight. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not looking for a fight. Daniel was not looking for a fight. They were both like both groups of these men were working alongside the King who clearly was influenced in a negative way to follow a very fleshly worldly path. These men were not trying to start a fight, but because they were, they were living in this world, but not of this world, the fight found them. So my, my friend, what I'm trying to tell you is there will be a day where you come face to face and you have to make a decision. Are you going to continue following biblical scripture and the principles that the Lord has laid out for you, or will you conform to the pattern of the world? And it may be on a public platform. Not, not every single time are you going to be confronted with this. Is it going to be public? Do not go looking for a fight, but when it comes, do not budge on your conviction. That's tip number one. Now, tip number two, love and pray for your enemies. Matthew chapter five, verse 43. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there in that? Excuse me, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you, but you are to be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel all worked closely with the king that tried to kill them, both before they were persecuted and, more importantly, after they were persecuted. That's why I read those entire passages to get to the last line so that you could see where the biblical scripture was saying that they continued working with the king after they tried to kill them. I mean, these, these kings tried to kill and the life of these men. There had to be some serious beef there. And in today's culture, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel would have all been encur encouraged to cancel the kings because cancel culture is really on the rise right now. These men could have gloated at the kings and said that they would never work alongside them again, but they didn't. They forgave the kings that tried to persecute them and moved forward in partnership, working alongside the king for the glory of God. And also, did you notice that after the Lord saved both sets of men, the kings acknowledged and gave glory to the Lord after the men survived the persecution. So 
Tip number two, it can be challenging, but love and pray for your enemies. Recognize that the people that are promoting propaganda, sin, they are trying to make just everything inclusive, things that are not biblical, recognize, and you can even have grace for them, that they are living in the dark. The word says that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against powers of, of, of an evil world. People are in the dark. If we really want to act like Jesus, then not only would we love our enemies, we would pray that the Lord would open their eyes and open their hearts, soften their hearts and, and reveal to them his way, his truth, aka the only truth. Okay, so tip number two, love your enemies and pray for them. And number three, don't shut out the world. Instead, find a Bible-believing community and get plugged into it. So John chapter 17 talks about how we are supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. And I hear people talking about how they want to just, they want to move off grid. They, they just want to be so far away from culture and they want to live in isolation. And, and, and I get that. And there are some days that honestly, I want that too. But we are designed for community. We are the body of Christ, each of us making up a different part, scripture says. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stuck together during their persecution. Now, unfortunately, Daniel, he was by himself. But we really see the principle of community with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So I'm going to review here just those three tips Three tips to stand firm in your biblical beliefs as a Christian online entrepreneur when the world, when social media is going the opposite way. Number one, don't go looking for a fight. If you go looking for a fight, I promise you're going to find it. And the Lord is not glorified by us intentionally going out of our way to agitate other people to get in a bickering match. That doesn't glorify the Lord, even if what we're arguing for is biblical. So don't go looking for a fight, but when it comes, don't budge on your conviction. Number two, love your enemies and pray for them. Pray that the Lord would, like Jesus, Jesus on the cross was praying. He was saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And if Jesus can pray for that while on the cross dying after being just, just the most horrendous persecution, then that is our model to love and pray for our enemies. And then number three, I know that sometimes all we want to do is pull the blanket over our head, not see anybody and just go live off grid in complete and total isolation. But let's recognize that we are meant for community. So don't shut the world out. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. So let's find a Bible believing community and get plugged into it. Friend, I want to close out today with a prayer over you um, as we close out 2022. I know this isn't the last episode, but we're getting to it. We're getting closer to the end of the year. And I know that this episode, it was a little more tender than the others. And I know that many of us are online entrepreneurs 
and we're trying to shine brightly for Jesus, but it can be so hard when it seems like everybody online is going the opposite way. So let me just pray a prayer of encouragement, of wisdom and discernment over you, and then we're going to close. Father, thank you for this opportunity that I get to do Bible study breakdown episodes for you and for your glory and that, that women come and listen every single week. Lord, that is a miracle. And I thank you for that. And I pray Lord over myself and, and each woman that is listening to this, that you would give us divine wisdom and discernment as we all try to navigate how to stand firm in our biblical beliefs when we're living amongst a world that is going the opposite way. Lord, I pray that each one of us would be a light on the hill in the darkness, okay? That, that, that when people look at us, they would see you. And Lord, help us to represent you well. Help us to hold our tongues when you are wanting us to hold our tongues. And Lord, give us the words to speak and to speak boldly when you're asking us to speak boldly. Father, we thank you for all that you are. Thank you that our future, that our eternity is secure in you. Lord, we pray for the unbelievers that, Lord, you would divinely and miraculously open their eyes to see you, to see light, to see the truth. Help us, Lord, to have softened hearts for those who are not currently walking on the narrow path. Lord, and help us, instead of turning our backs on them, Lord, help us to see them through your eyes, to love them, um, and to realize that it's okay to also have boundaries. <laughs> but to love them and to pray for them, Jesus. Lord, thank you for coming to save us, God, and help us to walk out this Christmas season in a way that brings glory and honor to your holy and heavenly name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.